On this fifth Sunday of Lent, church has us meditating on this passage from St. John's Gospel of the woman caught in adultery. Of course, she knew, she knew of her sin, she knew of her grave, grave sin. But Jesus, of course, always shows us his great, great mercy. Because, of course, the scribes and the Pharisees were trying to trip him up to bring this, the law of Moses that the the punishment for this sin would be to stone, to stone the woman to death. And of course, there, the hearts of the scribes and the Pharisees, they were like stone, were they not? And of course, as it says that Jesus, you know, bent down, began to write on the ground with his finger, one thought in church history has been that he was writing down their sins, the sins of the scribes and the Pharisees. Can you imagine the, the whole having the tables completely turned on you and then seeing your sins written down? One thought is that that's why they then went away one by one. Of course, we all stand before the Lord as a sinner, but always in need of his forgiveness, need of his mercy to be reconciled with him, to be, to be a, an integral and have integrity as a human being, and then that integrity and unity with each other, that reconciliation with each other as well. And of course, she had to have been, the woman had to have been absolutely petrified at this situation. Scared out of her mind, scared to death, of course. And yet Jesus always expands out the law, does he not? not? And in our prayer, we need to expand that out. That as we prayed at the beginning of the Mass in the Confidior, we asked... We ask the Blessed Mother, we ask the angels and saints, we ask my brothers and sisters to pray for me to the Lord our God. And we need to do that. We need to pray for each other. And with this story, of course, once all the scribes and Pharisees left, Jesus has that encounter with her. She was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And of course, the word that she uses, of course, it's a very formal setting. Of, she replied, No one, sir. But again, what is our relationship with the Lord? What do we call him? What do we call the Lord? And in turn, what does he call us back? Does he call us my beloved son, my beloved daughter? Do you call him Lord? What do you call him and what does he call you back? 
for that relationship as we grow in the spiritual life needs to deepen. Hopefully we have advanced to not calling him, we call him sir, I would invite you to look at that, to go deeper with that and to call him, maybe become more, more familiar with him, that he loves us so very, very much. Because, of course, in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. Of course, he doesn't condone any sin. Of course not. But he doesn't condemn us. And he went to the cross out of such tremendous love for us. And as we're well into this Lenten season, we need to examine that. And Jesus said to the woman, neither do I condemn you. But have we been condemning ourselves? Have we been condemning other people? If we're not careful, unfortunately, I think we can become very judgmental. We can become people that gossip with some frequency. We need to, you need to ask yourself, do you fall into that, those categories? I hope not. I pray that we're not gossiping, that we're not being judgmental, but when we come before the Lord, we come before him, yes, as a sinner, in need of his reconciliation, in need of his grace, that we couldn't take our next breath unless he ordained it to happen. That he loves us beyond comprehension. That we are going to spend eternity with him and with all the angels and saints, with each other. And these people that have been praying for us. Truly God only knows how many people pray for you and me every day. And I'm positive that I stand here this morning because of their fidelity to pray, praying for me. So may we ask the Lord always to have a heart not of stone, but of flesh, and that we serve him, we serve the Lord, but may we do it with great, great joy. May we do it with great peace. May there be a sense that I am walking, walking with the Lord. I'm not ahead of him. I'm not behind him. No, I'm walking with him. But that, of course, takes us, requires us to be so, so cognizant of his presence that he's always at work. It may not seem that at times, but he's working constantly for us. He wants the best for us. He wants us to be filled with peace. He wants to bring everything to its proper completion, its proper fulfillment. And if we see it that way, our eyes and ears will be wide open to looking and listening to him. He has so much to tell us. May we be great, great listeners of, of his. And may we be, as it says in the end of this passage, he challenges 
the woman. He says, go and from now on, do not sin anymore. Remain connected to me. Remain always in the state of grace. And if you're not in the state of grace, quickly, I say, quickly go to the sacrament of penance. Do not waste any time with that, but be reconciled again with God, reconciled with yourself because you're aware of your sinfulness, and reconciled with each other as the body of Christ. Friends, if we're doing this, we will be so blessed. We will be blessings to those around us. And hopefully we can bring people back to this beautiful Catholic Church. I can't imagine why people would ever leave the Catholic Church. But they do for various reasons. But it's our responsibility also to help them to come back to have a message of welcoming back home because this is their true home wherever they would enter any Catholic church. Amen.